0: The millennials are like, hey, dude, I'll put in 10 hour day of every week. I get a Friday off. That means like Thursday is my Friday. Like I get a long weekend every week. It's like, yeah, man, sign me up. Until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as trades people, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class, they call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question, really, is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom? I'm Andrew Houston. I'm going to show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Kind of Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. All right, rock stars, welcome to another No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Uh, We have a unique episode here today. This is the first time ever in the history of the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors where we've got, you know, a team of four on this podcast. Uh, You might be wondering why. Well, let's get into that. So the topic that we're going to be covering off today is like, why is your business attracting not just good or, bad employees, but the worst employees. like how can we really get a grip on attracting the right people? and what are the different areas that we got to focus in on? So that brings me to explain to you why we've got you know all of us on this call. So I'm gonna get each of um, our amazing uh, rock stars here, proffer contractors, to introduce themselves and what area they're going to talk about uh, when it comes to you know attracting um instead of the worst employees how we can go about attracting the the A players into our business okay it's an epidemic okay let's face it but they're trying to get the right especially especially when it comes to on the technician side like the people actually that you're hiring the skilled trades people that you're hiring it is a challenge okay now these are going to be secrets that very high chance that your competition doesn't have so pay close attention um so let's get into it so who would be the first person on here that we gotta get introduced? As far as the, you know, from the top to the middle to the bottom, as far as, you know, uh, this process of attracting a players.
1: Well, so. I would like to introduce myself. Uh, I'm Sylvia Ticalione, and I work as a headhunter at PFC. Um, and today, I would like to explain a little bit about the benefits and some first steps of a successful hiring ad. Uh, and the creation of it, so um, thanks for having me here.
0: For sure, yeah, you're you're awesome here at Prof for contractors um, Yeah, so it totally makes sense that, that you're gonna be one of the first people that we engage with and, and cover that area off. Um, who would be the next person? Who would be up to bat?
2: I'm going next, my name is Dayani Lopez. I'm the copywriter for PhD. And what I'm going to do today is help you write compelling and very effective job description to attract the right kind of people for your business.
0: Love it. Love it. If, if, you know, the two introductions hasn't gotten your attention yet, maybe this podcast isn't for you, Uh, but if it has, stay tuned. So last but not least, Mariana, you're up.
3: Hello, everyone. Nice to meet you. I'm Profit for Contractors marketing and social media manager. And today I'll be talking about something interesting, which is geofencing and choosing the right social media platforms for your hiring app.
0: Love it. So we got from the headhunting, you know, area, everybody listening. And this is a, like this is probably the only podcast out there for contractors that is covering off not just these areas, but we got these experts in each of these areas from the headhunting side, from the copywriting side. You know, uh, from the marketing side. So, look, you get these, if you just get one piece of gold from each of these different areas and, you know, and these amazing people, um, like it's going to be a game changer for you, you know, finding, attracting, landing the, the right A players and really differentiating your business. So, without further ado, Sylvia, you're off the bat. So, let's talk a little about about, from your perspective, like, what's some of the reasons that we don't attract the right people?
1: Well, thanks again for having me here, Andrew, and, well, I think one of the main reasons why businesses are not attracting the right people is that they often assume that the strong salary and uh, benefits package will be enough just to Mm -hmm. engage the best talent, and it's really not about that. It's also talking about other things that will be hooking people through social media, but in a way that you can set up expectations, that you can communicate company culture and values, and you can also portray all that information in an ad. Um, of course, that the monitor reward is important, mm-hmm. but not the only thing when it comes to rewards that can be provided to your candidates. So that's one of the main reasons.
0: Why do you think people think that way?
1: Well, that's very interesting. I think that. One of the most important things I think that people think that way, it's because nowadays, it's not only about the job requirements or employees or candidates also value uh, the culture, the company and, and the, their values and how the, does that resemble with their values. And also uh, millennials and Gen Z generations, they're actually looking uh, to contribute with their experience. To a new job right so we need to take all that into account when it comes to uh hiring and when we we, we really want to address and we really want to achieve a uh, successful hiring
0: love it you know so everybody listening in as we're going through each of these different sections what I'd advise you to, to do you know uh, this is obviously you know a podcast so you can go back and listen to it over and over and over but honestly look at this as today's session it's basically like you're hiring audit, you know, for attracting, you know, the right employees. So as we're going through each of these sections, do either, if you're driving in the truck, do a mental audit, you know, get back in the office, do a physical audit, right? Um, act, and what do I mean by physical audit? Like, what do I mean by that, Sylvia?
1: Well, basically, I think uh, in order for us to create a successful hiring ad, we need to take into account a couple of aspects okay. that would they um we can we can mention a few steps the first one will be uh creating your own avatar like uh trying to think who would be the best candidate uh for the position i'm trying to fill in and in mm-hmm. that it, it when when you when you're doing that you need to take into account a good job description that's relevant that actually it's mentioning the important things about your company and your company values So you need to ask yourself as a business, what you can do for them. This will be a a great plus because at the end of the day, that's what makes you stand out from other companies. And another important thing that would be, that'd be the step number three. um, I think it's very important to understand the nature of the individuals that you're trying to reach. So as we were mentioning before, for millennials or Gen Z generation, they are really looking to reduce the burnout risk. So work-life balance is very important, but you can also take into account other aspects of, uh, the, the work-life balance that could be, uh, professional motivation, setting up goals, following up with your team, right? So that, that'd be another, uh, important point and. The last one, but not least, is that you need to make sure that you write a compelling job description, which is basically, that means that you're choosing uh, the right place to look for uh, for your candidates, but at the same time, you're mentioning the most important things that will attract the right candidates. It really depends on the areas, or, or geographically speaking, the places where you're looking for your candidates. So, let's let's say, for example, in a small areas, you should be relying a little bit more on printed ads or flyers with a combination of social media. So you can really find out those high qualified candidates, and you can make sure that that's going to happen with the with the right with the right type of job searching. Right.
0: I love it. I love it. So I'm just going to highlight a couple things here just make sure everybody's getting this so silly is covered off you know four key steps for you guys and by the way you probably see me looking over to the right because i'm making sure we're covering off all this stuff team's done a great job and in, in highlighting these points because we got so many great insights to share with you guys so you know step one is really identifying the the avatar step two is you know about making the job des- description relevant and i love what you know you've mentioned before which is don't make it about you make it about them okay and like this is I'm going to tell you for me, you know, um, when I look online, you know, say we get a new champion CEO joining proper contractors and they're struggling with, oh, I can't find anybody like within literally not like hours, not a whole bunch of minutes, within seconds, I can identify in their ad, like whether they got this mindset or not. Right. So ask yourself, everybody, okay, when you're looking at the ad, right? We're going to get into the copy in just a second here, but when you're looking at your ad, like, are you really talking? Is it for them or is it for you? Oh, I need them to need you to work overtime, needs that, you know, go into crawl spaces. I need, I need, I need, like, okay, if that's what your ad is, that's the perfect ad for you to do for your competition because it'll scare everybody away from your company and get them to apply it to your competition. OK, um, and we just, you know, just had, um, you know, we just did uh, an interview with um with one of our champion CEOs, uh, Austin McGinnis. And it's really interesting. He talked. He just recently is switched his team to four day work week. OK, so put in four 10 hour days so that everybody can get Friday off and the people, the team is loving it. Right. They're retaining their A players because this is what the team asked for. And they're attracting A players because guess what, right? The millennials are like, hey, dude, I'll put in 10 hour day of every week. I get a Friday off. That means like Thursday is my Friday. Like I get a long weekend every week. It's like, yeah, man, sign me up. Okay. So that's a, that's a prime example, right? Um, Step number three, understand the nature of the individuals that you're trying to reach right back to work-life balance. What I just talked about. Step number four is, um, you know, where are you going to find these people, right? And focusing on compelling you know, job description, right? Make it exciting for them. You know, honestly, get your friend, like that, that's not even in the trades. So they look at your ad and go, hey man, what do you think? And they're like, yeah, it's okay. Would that excite somebody? And you're like, no, well, then you got, there's something wrong. You got to edit it. Okay. So with that being said, uh, great insights, Sylvia. Now I'd like he to ask the copywriter, Dianne, uh, what does it take to write a really good job description? Let's talk about that
2: okay yeah um so to start writing a compelling job description we need to start talking about how to grab the attention of talented job seekers because we don't want to attract just any candidate we want the Mm -hmm. best best um of the best for our company
1: Mm -hmm. so
2: that we must focus on three main aspects action oriented language Mm -hmm. skills and probably the most important of them all the benefits Remember that the job description is the first impressions that candidates will get of your company, mm. okay? So you can have a poor job description and expect to get the best candidates. That doesn't happen, okay? So there are a few things that you need to keep in mind, and this is the perfect time to take notes. So if you can, do it later, but make sure you take some notes and review your job description following these tips, okay? So first thing first, Use an impersonal tone, avoid using gender-specific words, and please, please focus on facts and not opinions, okay? Um, Also, make sure you use action verbs to sound more appealing. These words can be things like motivated, organized, experienced, etc. As Sylvia and Andrew mentioned before make sure you highlight the benefits of working for your company okay highlight the cool and the fun parts of the job because this part of the job description will be key in helping you stand out from your competitors also you want to make sure that you describe the job position in just a few sentences okay the more accurate your job description the stronger the likelihood that it will resonate with the right kind of people.
0: Can you give me an example?
2: Yeah, for example, um, you want to make sure that people really understand what the job is about, what you need for them, and what you expect to get from them and what will they get from working with you. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you don't mention that this is a full time role, okay, you may get people that doesn't have the availability for a full-time job, but a part-time job. So you're losing their time and your time getting people that have the qualifications, the availability, etc. So you need to make sure you really mention the important parts and everything you need from your candidates. Sometimes I know that we want to sound professional, okay? But we need to keep the language and the sentences clear and simple because if someone doesn't understand your job app, your job description, or they're having a hard time to read it, most likely those candidates will drop out before even applying. So make sure you really use a simple language um, so everybody can easily go through your job description, especially if it's a long one. And on that note, avoid, please avoid overwhelming list of must have. You know, like 20 must have because people are like, okay, this is, this is too much. This is probably one word. No. So I suggest that you use or you include five, six top qualifications. And if other qualifications that you want to know about or soft skills, just ask them in the interview. But initially in your ad or job description, just mention the must have. The one one qualification that you need, your candidates have to perform the job, okay? And last but not least, just like Andrew said, just try to get some insights from your employees, your friends, your family. Ask them to give you feedback on how you pitch the offer, the tone you use, the language, everything they can tell you. Be very helpful into knowing if you're just writing a boring description one of the many that they found every single day on social media and their internet of you if you actually have an interesting and appealing offer
0: I love it you know I don't know where to go with these things oh my god and this podcast is so crazy so you know I'm just thinking okay like okay I know I'm joking I'm no I'm laughing here okay everybody listening in but like, think about this for a second, right? Like, you're trying to get somebody to raise their hand, right? At the end of the day, you're trying to get them to raise their hand, right? Like, to, to apply. You want the right people to raise their hand. You know, you want people that meet your criteria and things of that nature. But you don't want to get them to raise their hand and then lower it, okay? Uh, you know, you don't you don't want to overwhelm them so they're like, oh, the, oh that's too much, okay? Remember that this is only one part. Of the hiring process okay every stage of the hiring process has its own purpose and function okay the, your ad is not to be the end all the be all right it, it's not to replace the conversation that you're going to have with the person where you're going to right like honestly like diane right like you're trying to get them to raise their hand so they get enough clarity of what is the reason their hand for but they give you an opportunity to have a conversation with them to go deeper into these different areas, okay. If you go too much, you're going to scare people away. You don't go enough, nobody's going to raise their hand, okay. So, where <laughs> I was laughing is like, like picture that you're trying to have this huge party, okay. I'm thinking about back in the days, you know, like a hundred years ago when I was younger, okay. And like we're going to have this big back where I, where I grew up, like we'd have these big bush parties, okay. And anyways, I was one of those people back then where I'd be like, hey, man with my buddies let's go and have a party let's get all as many people as possible right so like we put a we we'd actually go put a little flyers and you know things up on the wall at the high school whatever get in trouble and all the rest but anyways you you know you'd want people when they read it to like you want them to stop right you want to stop them in their tracks and go well what is that right so if your ad doesn't do that, right, if it doesn't get enough excitement where somebody's gonna raise their hand, then it's a bad ad. I don't know. Am I am I, like like would they want to come to your party? Right? You know what I'm saying? Like just think about it. You know, and it's it's interesting, right? The definition of party could be a party of five, right? A party of twenty, or an actual party, right? So just saying, like, would they want to come to your party? And if you look at your ad and it's boring. And it it's intimidating. And it's not it doesn't it doesn't uh, not only excite people, but it's not clear enough. then it, it your ad sucks. Like I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be politically correct here. Like ninety percent of the ads I look at, and I'm being conservative. like honestly, Mariana, Sylvia, Diani. I mean, we've got a whole system where we help people with a whole hiring process. You get we we, we got the done with you. We got the done for you. I mean, how many ads that you guys look at? Honestly, no bullshit, right? No bullshit podcast. Where you see a client come in and they're like, Yeah, man, I need your help. And you look at their ads, how many of them are like they don't meet any of this criteria?
2: Many (laughs) employers focus too much on the qualifications, what I want from you, and then you end up with a list of what this person wants from you, but you don't you don't have any idea what's the benefit for you. Like, why will you Leave your current company to go to another one if you don't even know if it's going to be a good one, if it has benefits or a better salary. So I think that's what we see most of our clients. They focus too much on I want, I want, I want, and not on the candidate.
0: It's so true. You know, and I don't know if Austin, if you're listening to this, you know, Austin McGinnis, but I'm just thinking, like, think about the title, right? I don't know if this is good or not, but think about it imagine i'm a contractor right or you know i'm a skilled trades person okay and and i'm reading through the paper forget me my wife is reading through the paper or my partner's reading through the paper whatever one of those two or three situations okay or mother whatever and they know that i'm not really that happy where i'm working right now all right they know i'm putting in too many hours which is usually the case. Okay, everybody, I know this because all the contractors that come to us like guess what? They can't find anybody. So what do they do? They put all the fucking workload, all the extra hours, all the overtime on their current employees. So all the current employees out there for the most part in, in the world of contracting are burnt out, overworked. Okay, here, you're like, where are you going with this, Andrew? Right? The title goes something like this. Want to turn your Thursdays into Fridays? Come work at Austin McGuinness. What? what what what's that? Thursdays and not Yeah. Forget the five-day work week. Come and work here, and every weekend's a long weekend. Like, guys, look, if I'm a, I'm a trainee, I'd be like, okay, you got my attention. And on Thursdays, every, you know, at the end of the day of Thursdays, we have a pizza party. Like, I'm just saying, like, and then you go on the social media, you see them having a pizza party. Like, this shit works, right? You know what I mean? Like, he's addressing one of the biggest pain points the tradies have, And guess what? He's still getting 40-hour work week out of them. He's still getting what he needs out of them, and they're getting what he needs out of them. Sylvia, what do you have to say to that?
1: Well, I think competition is fierce. Companies are all looking for the right people and A-team players, and that's so hard to find nowadays that um, just uh, taking a look into... Uh, your candidates' concerns, your actual employees' concerns, and you know, trying to address that. It's a, the best, it's just the best way of getting good results from your team and also getting new leads, new candidates. Because if you hear someone that's doing something like this, just like the example you were give, you were just give it. of course I will apply myself. So I I think that what everyone's looking for nowadays, we have a, a strong competition between companies, but right. at the same time, nowadays, our, uh, candidates get to choose. Right. So uh, that's, that, that's what you need to find. A, a
0: Guys, good there's company. so many, there's so many different angles from this I'll give you a couple. Okay. And then we can't, we, got, we can't forget Marianne has got, you know, a huge, important area to talk about, because we could have the best freaking ads in the world. If you don't go fish in the right spots where the fish are. Like well, you're not going to catch anything, but let me just let me just give you a couple, okay? So there's the short, there's the short shortening the work week, okay? You're promoting a sense of community, right? Where it's fun, right? So you know, putting pictures of their guys having a fucking like, how many of our clients now have piggybacked off of um, Adam, um, you know, one one of our champion CEOs, where you know, at the end of the week they basically do, you know, they bring food in for the guys and do barbecue, and it's off the back of the truck. Like seriously, so what's some other uh, angles on this? Like, guys, you, you we we're, we're doing this over zoo okay? Like, forcing your guys to come to the shop all the time. I'm not saying that from time to time they don't have to come to the shop, but to, to give them an opportunity when it's there to leave home and do, like, say the team calls from the fucking from their home or from the job site instead of them driving out to the fucking you know, oh, I got to drive all the way to the shop. Then I got to drive off from the shop. And then I got to return the truck. Then I got to take the, my own vehicle. Like guys, I'm freaking serious. Okay. Give that flexibility. Okay. Like a little thing here, prof for contractors. Okay. It might not seem like a big thing, but one of our biggest things is like have fun. Right. And guys, like it was awesome. We do, we're doing Halloween. There's like 40 plus people on the call. Everybody's dressed up. Like that's fun. Like, but that's what, That's what we're tracking. If you want to come here and don't want to have fun, you shouldn't come here, right? At the same token, okay? So, like, look at the people that you have. Look at your team. They've got so many answers for you, okay? And not only will they give you the answers for these ads and your copy, but it's going to help retain these freaking people because if they're telling you that you're working too hard, if you keep doing that, Again, that's the best thing for your competition because they're going to start looking. And you better pray to God that we're not helping them, your competition to ads, because they're going to raise their hand. And I'm sorry, but, you know, they're going to ethically steal the top talent. Okay, so Mariana, let's go fishing, okay? So let's talk about what's the, why is it so important to understand where to find these right candidates?
3: Thank you so much, Andrew, for having us here. Well, I definitely want to tell you that my number one tip would be choosing the right platform to not only seek for these people, but also retain them, right? So social media is no longer an option, it's a necessity. And what I mean by this is that last year, I read an amazing article that said that 78% of Canadians were active Facebook users. So. Wow. It's a huge market, if you ask me, and this is a great win for recruiters out there. So, percent, yeah, isn't that crazy? Oh, so
0: that is crazy.
3: It's incredible. So if you start looking for new hires, new candidates, focusing on one social media platform like this one is a great start. However, if you want to go the extra mile or if you want to go beyond, you can also make an omni-channel strategy. And what I mean by this is that you can definitely launch ads in more than one social media platform, both paid and organically. And what am I saying this? Because not only Facebook is bringing great results, but also Instagram is. As a matter of fact, by June 2022, people between the ages of 25 and 34 made up the largest part of the social media platform so again there are endless opportunities when it comes to this target now it's great isn't it
0: no it it is and it, it like it goes back to the previous comments too right it's all like it all it's all in sync right i mean if the majority of the target audience is 25 to 35 and you're still talking no offense like listen i respect my parents like crazy okay first i'm first generation canadian both immigrants okay my my father would be like my dad's motto is like suck it up like okay if you think you got it bad you know fucking you don't know what work is and so i could just see his ad right his ad starts suck it up right like how many hours do you have to work as many as i ask you like okay (laughs) those days are gone right oh you don't like you don't like digging holes well i'm gonna make you more dig more it's like what like honestly that's the way it used to be right Okay, like seriously. And the thing is that either you transition, and I know that's extreme, but that's actually how people used to think. And that's only the generation behind me, okay? You know, two generations behind me, and it has dramatically changed, right? So if you're not on social media where these people are, like honestly, and you're complaining that you're not getting anybody applying, like you're doing you're doing it to yourself, right? So let me ask you this question how how do you know? Let's, so let's say that somebody's listening to this and they're like, you know, Andrew, I totally agree with you. We're trying to do ads. We're trying to be on social media. Like, how do you go about measuring the effectiveness of, of ads? And like, what, what do you measure to know what's working and what's not?
1: Well,
3: measuring the success of a job ad is essential for companies to understand how effective their recruitment methods are. And I would say that the first metric you should take into account is how many applicants have you received right? This can give you a quick indication of the reach and the effectiveness of your ad, and also a higher number of applications really indicates that the job ad was able to reach a larger pool of candidates. Now, as for the second aspect that I would take into account is the quality of your candidates, right? So this metric can be definitely evaluated by analyzing the candidates qualifications their experience how suitable they are for the job and i would also say that it's important to measure as a third item the cost of the job posting this is something that i really want to emphasize social media is like our new newspaper our new tv right people used to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on this type of regular platforms now people are saving tons of money when it comes to launching Facebook ads, Instagram ads, right? It's a huge game changer. And last but not least, I would definitely say that other aspects to consider are reach, impression, the frequency of the ad. Like for example, for reach, you need to follow up on how many people have seen the ad, right? What made them see the ad? What made them click the ad? What made them not click the ad, Mm -hmm. right? Understanding your numbers uh, will also make you understand whether the ad was properly displayed on your social media channels. And lastly, you need to optimize your ad, right? If you see that after launching your ad, a week has passed and nobody's clicking, you need to ask yourself the right questions. How can I make my ad better? Do I have a clear call to action? Do I have positive wording, like join our family? Like these sort of things really, really matter when it comes to launching your ad.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. It's great. Like guys, amazing insights. Amazing insights. So, you know, before we wrap this baby up in the next five minutes or five or 10 minutes or so, let me ask Sylvia and the team, you know, like I love the light that you guys shined on all this, but let's, let's bring it to reality from a PFC perspective. So I'd like to ask you, Sylvia, you know, from the perspective of how running ads has helped PFC, you know, as far as client hire recently. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, well, at PFC, we've seen that firsthand. Just like what Maya was saying, um, Facebook could be an incredibly effective way to attract high-quality job candidates. So one of our recent success stories comes from a client in the construction renovation industry. He was struggling to attract top talent or a critical position. So we've been working with this client to create a targeted Facebook campaign, an ad campaign, that highlighted the benefits of working in the organization, including a competitive pay, the flexibility or a flexible schedule, Mm -hmm. and some opportunities for career growth. So using a combination of both, uh, using Facebook, targeting uh, features, and at the same time, and making sure that the ads were showing to the right individuals, that actually created an, an impressive result. Just within a few days uh, of la- launching the ads, uh, we started getting leads, um, In the we, we started reviewing application forms. Then we went through a screening and the interview process, and lastly, they they hired a highly qualified person for this role, and it was critical. So it was va- it was a very valuable asset for the company, and it's part of a team um, from that moment. So uh, based on this success, I would say uh, what we recommend from PFC is that they need to consider, if you want to hire someone that's engaged and that's a valuable team member, you need to consider running a targeted Facebook ad campaign, but at the same time, uh, make sure that your efforts are recruiting are also showing this ads uh, or that you're actually portraying your culture, your values, and all that information that's available from your company to the right audience. So it's a combination of strategies that uh, when you take all that in place, it really, it gives you what you're looking for. I
0: love it. It's not it's not a one prong approach. It's a multi-prong approach, right?
1: That's right, yes,
0: absolutely. And it works, right? So like we're just, guys, we're not talking about this from the perspective of like, these are ideas. This is shit that actually works, works for our clients. We've landed dozens and dozens of qualified, good-fitting people, right, for our clients. And they've struggled big time, okay? Uh, And again, you can take the, what we've covered off today and try and apply it yourself, or if you want, you can raise your hand, come to us, and we'll, we'll show you you know how we can do it you know with you or for you, all right? So a couple last questions. So Marianna, on that front, uh, thanks again, Sylvia. So on that front, tell us a little bit about how how else can we target our advertising to help you know attract the right people?
3: Well, targeting is key because if you make your ad too broad, you will lose money, okay? Mm-hmm. The idea here is that you take into account two types of targeting. The first one is demographic targeting, and you can use that as a tool to gather information such as age, gender, location, education. If you specify, for example, that that you want your audience to be specifically millennials, you can definitely adjust your ad to get that reach for that specific audience, right? And that's also a big part of what we do at PFC for you and the way we help you. Now, the second thing is behavioral targeting. So have you asked yourself, Andrew, if you go to a website or if you see an ad, why you and your friend visit the same place, but see things differently, right? You visit the same webpage, but you see different ads. That's behavioral targeting, right? Um, these big platforms do it nowadays because they customize what's being shown depending on the person that visits the site or that sees the ad so your ad can be launched based on the user's online actions and even you know be really engaging to visitors and even influencing them to spend more time on the site right if um i got an idea of the person i want for hiring the user has to meet certain criteria, right? Um, If I'm clear on the behaviors of the hire I want, whether this person is someone who is tech savvy and whose online behavior relies on searching about innovations or the other side, if I want a person who is a roofer, a carpenter, someone that spends time on the field, Mm -hmm. definitely behavioral targeting will be my greatest help. Because it will help me define the reach and who I want the message to get to.
0: Love it, absolutely love it. Great, great. You know, just just throwing this out there, and I mean literally throwing this out there. So, um, obviously, on you know on these podcasts, a huge part of it for today's call is is structured, and and I, we wouldn't have been able to cover everything off that we covered off today. But I'm going to just throw something out there. I'm not sure actually if we use this, but if I was looking at this from a Geographic targeting, okay. Perspective. One of the things that I would do, all right, if I had still have my contracting company, I would find out when the trade shows and where the trade shows are happening in my area. Say I'm in Toronto, okay. There are trade shows happening right now every month, okay, in different parts of Toronto, and I would fucking geographically target those locations, like really tight target those locations. How do I? Why? Because I know there are literally hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of tradies going to that show that are what? They're on social media, right? And my name pops up in front of them, right? And even ideally, if I have a freaking booth at that location, right, I can target them. I don't know, Is that a, would that idea work?
3: It would definitely work as long as you have a clear message yes. and you have the person that you want which yep. is your avatar, it will so. definitely work. And also working with trade schools really steps Jeez. up your game. Absolutely. It makes a huge difference.
0: Love it. Love it. Okay. So I guess the last one is, Diane, how do we ensure that our ads are delivered with the right brand tone? Tell us a little bit about that and then we'll wrap this baby up.
2: Well, um, the tone of voice is how a brand communicates and connect with its audience. Okay. So, we need to think of this as some sort of tell me how you speak and I'll tell you who you are. So this is the way that you communicate with people. It's definitely important if what you're looking to is to differentiate yourself from competitors. If you want to stand out, okay? And however, defining your brand tone of voice can be a very complex process and time consuming. So again, guys, the best thing you could do is ask your employees. You can literally approach to them and ask them, hey, honestly, if you want to work for me already, would you give me a shot and, you know, work for me after seeing this Don't be afraid of getting like their honest opinion. You know, I'm pretty sure that whatever feedback you receive from this question, it will point you in the right direction to talk to, you know, to use a language and a tone that will resonate with the kind of people you want to attract Ask your a players because that's the kind of people you want to attract you want more a players for your company right so ask them what what would they look for if they were you know searching for another job or what do they like about the job or about the big about the culture etc um i think your employees are the best um resource to define your
0: sign of voice. So yeah. Love it. Love it. You know, it's something that you you triggered as I was listening to you. I can't stress this enough. So just piggybacking off what you just said, Diane, and then we'll wrap this up is you gotta ask the right people the right questions. You might be like, Of course, Andrew. No, I'm deadly serious. If you haven't identified who your A players are, I would highly advise before you take what Diane said and go to your team, I'd highly advise you take a few minutes and identify who your A player is. Why? If you go get advice from your D player, trust me, he's going to have different criteria than what your A player is. You see, A players want to hang with A players. A players and all of you contractors, especially the owners listening on this call, I fucking guarantee you, you guys, when you worked for somebody, were the A player. Okay, most of you guys went into business because you're so pissed off at the guy that you're working for or the company you're working for because they were disorganized. They didn't treat you right. They didn't value you. All those things, okay, that you've got to understand that you want to get feedback from the right people. So if you've got a team of 5, 10, 20, 50 people, whatever it is, you know yes, the more the merrier, but make sure that people you you, you engage with are your A players so that they give you the right feedback. Okay. Because they are the ones that are your target audience. Okay. I've seen it happen so many times, you know, where the owner goes and engages and gets feedback from anybody and everybody. And a bunch of those people, they got feedback from were all the D players. And next thing you know, he's attracting more D players, right? So all right, so let's wrap this baby up you guys you guys did an awesome job okay i mean that all right everybody listening in okay this is like the first time they've all been on a podcast and i know some people get really nervous about it so every single one of you did an amazing job today and to finish it up let's just get one what would be one recommendation specific to your area and we'll go in order like we did uh, throughout this call so sylvia what would be the, the one you know, take away or, or the one thing that you'd want them to walk away from, uh, you know, regarding this podcast.
1: I think the, the one of the first things that comes up to my mind is that as a, as a business owner, you have to always think ahead and always continue with that communication you had since day one with your team. And because in order for you to detect A players, you need to do that. You need to keep keep going with the conversation. Uh, talk to your team. Talk to your people. So always stay, cl- stay close to them because that's, that's where you're going to get the, the value. And when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to hiring new people, do that as well. Uh, always, always stay in touch. Always communicate. Don't waste your time, but at the same time, be focused on your goals so that you can hire the right people.
0: Love it. Okay. Diane, you're up.
1: I would say that think,
2: that think about the fact that you're not the only one looking for police. There are thousands of contractors. You area doing the same. So as Sylvia mentioned at the beginning, right now, it's not only about the salary and the benefits because your competitors are offering the same or maybe even more. So don't underestimate the power of having a good work environment and how fun can it be to work for you, the benefits you offer career-wise to your employees, because that's what's going to make you stand out from your competitors. I mean, these people are spending the majority of their life working for you. And right now we all want to work at a place that gives us peace of mind, so mon- money so money of course, and you know, have fun, like actually have a good life. So don't mm-hmm. understand or of, you know, um, highlighting how good it is to work for you.
0: Love it. Okay. Here, Hannah. You're out.
3: So if I had to give an advice, I would definitely provide the same example I gave a few days ago with some of EFC's customers. I asked them, imagine you have the best employee the person that follows the dress code, the person that always arrives on time, the person that always does the tasks in a timely manner, and that person stops showing up, how would you feel? You would feel frustrated, confused, have no direction, right? Same thing happens with social media. Social media is like that employee. So that employee needs to be timely, needs to be effective. And needs to be attractive. So, if you disregard social media, then definitely you will be missing out on a big opportunity.
0: Wow, team! Great insights. Okay, so I guess I had to give mine, eh? So here's here's my perspective as your coach. I'm talking to you, Mister Contractor. Okay, don't try to do all this. Okay. Don't try to do it all. you're like, what, Andrew? No, no. Pick one thing. So we covered off three different areas today. All right. You know, we, we covered off, you know, from the, you know, from the actual ad itself, right? To the copy. We covered off, you know, social media platforms. So right now, as you're listening in, pick one. Okay. Don't pick three. Pick one okay why one Andrew because guess what you can't start on multiple things at the same time it's impossible okay you're you're guaranteed to get overwhelmed not make any progress okay so pick one of them and go back to the podcast hit the play button at you know at that in that area and and then pick one thing in that area that you can actually apply and I mean apply like within a 24 to 48 hour period okay don't overcomplicate it okay you know if if it's if it's on the ad side then 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 pick you know you know audit your ad is this about me or is it about them okay if it's on the copy side like am i using the right language okay what can i change what's like a few words that i can change okay if it's on the social media side man i'm not on social media okay pick something okay if you are on social media go hey which one i use the ice approach the you know analogy like which one that that i think is gonna have the most amount of ice ice what's gonna have the most impact that i have the most confidence on that's going to be the easiest okay don't pick the fucking thing that's the most difficult for you you'll probably never get it done so just you know the rule of one pick one area pick one thing and implement that one thing and guess what's going to happen you're going to get better results okay and i guess my last thing wrapping all this up you don't have to actually do any of this shit if you don't want to You come to us and we can help you actually do it for you, okay? But that's up to you, okay? So look at take this, apply it, benefit from it. If you want to get some more information on how we can help you with the done with you or done for you, then let us know. We're here to help. All right. So that's it, guys. You guys did awesome. You made it. Nobody passed out, right? Right? Nobody like, you know, started, you know freaking out or anything like that you guys did amazing all right so you guys are an amazing team i love you guys you do a great job for a lot of our clients and even for you know the success that we've had at hiring the right people here at Prof for contractors so this stuff works so we'll see you guys on the flip on the next you know no bullshit podcast for contractors and we'll see you later Rockstars. Hey Rockstars, thank you for watching the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button. And if you're serious about growing and need help, click on the link below. Myself and my team would love to help and give you the necessary tools so you can take your contracting business to the next level. And remember, dominate, delegate, and deliver.